Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 45. Um, I spent about the last 30 seconds, give or take, trying to come up with an interesting reference for the number 45, and I came up blank. So instead, you get this 10-second blurb. That was the 10-second blurb? Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Um, 45! <laughs> hey! It, I mean, we're almost to 50, which is kind of crazy. And that means we're almost yeah, at 52. That's a fucking year of, of DVP. That's Ray Lewis's number. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Was Jackie 100? Robinson 44? I have no idea. Or 45. <laughs> it was 42. Oh, it is 42. Yeah, that shows you how much I pay attention to baseball history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Jackie Robinson's a bit more than just baseball history. I feel. Yeah, like. I mean, it's kind of American history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking and movie called like 42. Baseball, yeah. <laughs> you're not American. America's pastime, baby. That and Valorant. <laughs> that and football. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to kick us off with the beers today. Because I'm very excited about mine. Um, For those of you who can see your screen which is quite literally just chasing Hunter. I have a nice Everyone tall, else's screens have turned off. You know, I have a nice you got tall a glass, glass bottle. Of, uh, yeah. Ooh. And, like, it's super cool because, like, on this label, I don't know if you can see it through the camera, but, like, there are actually just holes in the label. Oh, I thought they were, like, little raspberries or something. Yeah, no, it's not, like, it's not, like, part of the design. It's literally just, like, a hole in the It's in a the holy label. label? Yeah, exactly. It's very sacred. Um... Okay, so it's a mango plum vanilla sour by Ooh. Fieldhouse. Ooh, yeah, Fieldhouse. Um, so are so we, we pushing the numbers up there? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I didn't even check. No, no, we are not. Okay. So 4.5. Uh, well, I mean, it looks like literally like grapefruit juice. It yes, looks it like does. a bottle of grapefruit um, juice. And it's got some it's got some sediment at the bottom, which is which is interesting. Like definitely don't mind it. But it is um holy fuck is it sour. Mm. So I mean it looks fresh, delicious, I am gonna say. Yeah. Uh the description is this fresh beer has strong aromas of fresh mango and ripe plum, medium bodied with a touch of vanilla. Um Would you say that's accurate to your experience with the beer? I was going to actually say more no. Oh. To be completely honest, I'm just getting a fuck ton of citrus, just sharp, lemony, just like, this is very sour. So I'm wondering if, as I, you know, get further into it, and I get more accustomed to just how outright sour it is, whether I'll start to notice the uh, the hints of the other things in there. but. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch to say it's got strong aromas of fresh mango and ripe plum. Mm, I see. I see. They're exaggerating a little for effect. Yeah, because like, fuck this thing sour. With a beer that looks like that, I would be hoping for like almost a juicy taste. Yeah, I would agree. Like a hard juice. I'm like mm-hmm. that. That just reminds me of like a like a mimosa. Yeah. No. One of the things I will say is the um. It being medium bodied with a touch of vanilla, that part is incredibly accurate. You you do get the the hint of vanilla in the aftertaste. Uh, that comes through pretty well, but uh 
I haven't quite really been able to pick out, you know, the mango and the and the plum. Citrus is just that strong. Yeah. But it seems like you're enjoying it though. Yeah, I mean he's gone for like six sips yeah. during this uh It's this uh it's definitely though. it's definitely really good. But it's kinda got that um bit of the I mean you ever had warheads? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. It's got like the sourness reminds me very much of Warheads, right when you put them in your mouth. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's, that's saying something. That's like mm-hmm. just the yeah. straight fucking what's the the acid shit that they put on that? Yeah, I, I don't know the actual term for it, but like that that's the kind of vibe I get when I take a sip of this, and then I definitely hit, like get the vanilla aftertaste coming through. Uh, I'll try to I'll try to focus in on the the mango and the plum and see if I can pick those out. Yeah, concentrate really hard as you're as you're yeah. getting drunk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna meditate for a bit here. Yeah, I mean, while he's meditating, Hunter, what are you drinking? Yeah, so this is a drink that I actually uh, had for the first time. The podcast where I just you know crashed the podcast unexpectedly. I just mentioned it in passing, but didn't get to do much with it. I was just drinking it on the rocks. This is the Hendrix uh, Neptuna Gin. Uh, Hendrix has like these different like seasonal varieties of the gin, and Cass had told me he he generally likes them. Um, this one in particular is a limited release that captures the magic of the sea in a gin. Um, it is infused with an exquisite blend of coastal botanicals and with a reason- remarkable smooth citrus finish. It is sublime with tonic and a slice of cucumber or perhaps a Neptuna fizz and they give a recipe there. Um which I am doing except for I'm leaving out the soda water and three slices of cucumber and just doing lime juice and simple syrup, which basically means it's a generita that I'm drinking. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right. You know, what I'm having is a generita. It's a margarita, but with gin instead of tequila. And I'm enjoying it. It's it's good. That's almost a Tom Collins. You just need the soda water. Wait, then what what determines the Tom Collins from the fizz? Um pretty sure a fizz or i'm pretty sure a tom collins is a kind of fizz hmm. like i think it's like rectangles and squares I see. I see like the tom collins is the is the square in this analogy yes which happens to also be a rectangle yeah that gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. but yeah i like this gin it, it has some it has some nice flavors to it I, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite gin ever but it's uh it's very good we would definitely get it again how much does that run you in the States? Because I actually just saw a bottle of that exact gin at the liquor store here. Um, I believe this bottle was 24 I think it was $24. Oof. Is that oof for it being expensive? This is a... Uh, no, that's oof for it being milliliters. probably about $30 less than it would be here. $30 less? No way. Well, I, I would say that uh, a bottle of Hendrix... Probably about forty-five CAD. Got it. Got uh, it. You think it's I in the thirties? A little bit more. Oh, no, more. I want to say it's more than forty-five okay. CAD. Yeah, I'm pretty it... sure this was twenty-four dollars. Wow, I want to say a bottle of Hendrix here pushes definitely over fifty when you include tax. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to include the uh, the fifteen percent liquor tax. It's definitely over 50 when you include tax, but I don't know how much above 50 it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the one to tell you about gin prices since I would never be caught dead buying a bottle of gin, so. There you have it. 
Um, speaking of drinking, uh, I am currently triple fisting. Ooh. Uh, wow. And in the Beautiful. most boring way possible. Wait. What is the third fist? Do you have, like, a funnel coming out of the chair behind you that we can't see? I mean, I'm confused at what reference you're making, but... The beer, beer chug. Oh. Or butt chug. I mean... And you got one in each hand and your butt chug. I, no, I just got a third fist. Mm. Which might also be up my ass, but... It's, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. That's, that's <laughs> up for you to determine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm... I currently have two partially finished kokanees in my hands. Um, mm. One because I cracked a kokanee earlier and then was promptly poured a very full glass of wine. Uh, so I did not finish the kokanee. And then the second because we were making some beer cheese for uh, pretzels that we also made today. And uh, I had to use half a can of kokanee to make the beer cheese. So now I'm finishing that can and then also finishing the other can. And then while I was preparing to do this podcast, I had poured myself a glass of whiskey. So I've got a, uh, my actual drink for the night is uh, some, some bullet bourbon. Okay, real quick. Why didn't you use the rest of the first can to make the beer cheese? Uh, because that was my drinking can, Cass. And the other one was the beer cheese can. Of course, of course. Okay, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, why would I use my own drink to to make the beer cheese when I could open another can? Yeah, no, you and wouldn't. then be triple fisting during the pod. You're you're right. It makes makes complete sense. I, I don't know why I asked such a stupid question. Yeah, I mean, come on, get get yourself together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay. So I know some interesting shit went down today. Today being, you know, the 13th of September. Oh, yeah. Like um, way, recording, way recording before. really early. Yeah, yeah this is like a week podcast. before you're going to hear this, but fuck, yeah. it's some shit's yeah. on our mind. Okay. So, basically, I did my fucking best to avoid spoilers all goddamn day. <laughs> and then, like, 30 minutes. No, not even 30 minutes. Like, 10 minutes before we kick off this pod, I got spoiled on what happened. And, like, fuck, it's frustrating. But... Before yeah. we get into that, I've got a bit of a story to tell. Okay. Mm. So the story starts out with me being somewhat disappointed in my inability to reliably hit shots in Valorant. Okay. okay. I mean, frustrated by my own performance. Fucking preaching to the choir here. Okay. Yeah, so I did yeah. what any sane person would do I threw money at the problem, <laughs> I bought a new what? mouse. Oh, he bought a new mouse. It was objectively the only thing that could solve my issue at hand. <laughs> and it was the greatest possible solution that anyone could come up with. Is it Logitech? It is. Yeah, it is. I, I like my Logitech, Logitech shit. Yeah. Um, so We're yeah, really practicing a... for sponsored segments, I tell you what. <laughs> okay, so I got a G Pro Superlight. So far, got to say, really enjoying the mouse. But it wasn't. It was. It wasn't quite enough, you know. It didn't. It wasn't with the immediate turnaround I was hoping for. Oh, you so you're not ascending you yet. You didn't no, break no. into yeah diamond yeah. at minimum. No. So, I feel like there's been an uptick, but it hasn't been as much of an uptick as I would like. So then, but also uh, when I got the new mouse, you know, it's a it's significantly lighter than my old mouse. Um, 
think my old mouse came in around like 140 to 150 grams with no weights in. And the super light is 63 grams. So like you're, you're less in, than halving it or yeah. more than halving. It. Um, so I was originally running 400 EDPI uh, with the heavier mouse. And I found that that was like, I, I was way over flicking. It felt way too sensitive on the lighter weight mouse. And so I was like, okay, got to tune this down a bit. Um, so I dropped it down to about 360 EDPI, and that was feeling pretty good. But then I found that, you know, I was like, I was having a hard time hitting those, uh, I was still having a hard time hitting those longer range shots. And so after having seen a bunch of champions and I see all those guys with the, uh, with the monitors, like, you know, like fucking two and a half inches from their face, I was like, Oh well, that's the problem. My screen's too far away. Mm. Of course, I can't hit these long. <laughs> oh, that's um, why you were doing some of your monitor today. Yeah. So basically, oh Chase, when when Chase moved out, he gave me his old monitor arm. Um. So I put my monitor on the monitor arm, and I have it set up so that I can move it closer to my face. But then I was in the range, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, okay, yeah, everything's like super close now, but. Like, now now my sensitivity feels too high again. All of a sudden, I'm just like, it's way too sensitive. I'm over-flicking stuff. Um, so then I drop my sensitivity again down to 300 dpi. And I will have to update you next week when I hit Ascendant. No notch. Oh, man. I, I was really thinking <laughs> you are going to say that you queued uh, one game after all that and immediately, like, infinitely promoted to Radiant. You, you immediately yeah, no. bought I mean, you the, so uh, the champion's in. knife yeah. so that you could see the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, I gotta. I, I believe there's still time left on that uh, that champion's bundle. So, uh, but the only problem is when I get to my deserved rank of high immortal to low radiant, um, this the competition's just gonna be that much better. So. Like, next week, when I think I'm in that range, like, I don't know if I'm going to be getting those 25-plus kill games, mm. like, all that often, right? Well, so, like, understandable. Then yeah. you got to upgrade your headset. You just weren't hearing the footsteps that you really should have been hearing. Yeah, you got to have, like, a yeah. full Dolby surround system. You're not even a headset anymore, just, like, speakers all over your room. <laughs> yeah. so you can pinpoint precision where everyone is. You're right. I think the problem is I just haven't thrown enough money at the problem yet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I think the the sound system isn't a bad idea, but uh, it might be time to new graphics card, new motherboard, new GPU, or no, I already said that, um, new CPU, uh, better probably, RAM. Just throw a new case in there. Y yeah, honestly, like, I think it's just time. For You're going to have to show computer. it off, right? Like, if you yeah. get all this new shit, like, it's not even worth it if you can't see it. Yours doesn't even have a window. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I can't believe you haven't mentioned the one thing that's guaranteed to give you at least three ranks if, like, you're not trying. Mm, the new fish bundle. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, I would I would tend to agree that probably will boost you a good bit. But that was not what I was thinking. What are you thinking of? A gaming chair, dude. That's what everyone says, you know, when something oh, a little sus happens yeah, against you them. Gotta, they just had a better gaming secret chair labs in there. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the, that's honestly where you should have gone before you jammed your monitor into your face. Um. Okay, so one of our old roommates, Eric, had bought a gaming chair. Now it, it was 
admittedly know um what's that company that makes secret the chairs Labs. yeah that one it, it was it was it wasn't a secret lab but like he got he got a pretty good gaming chair and i sat down in it and fuck i hated it like man i hated that chair and i know he likes it and it works for him and that's great but like it was not for me yeah i will say one of the best like tech review channels on youtube uh gamers nexus they did a really interesting video where they talked about like mid to high end office uh chairs versus um you know average gaming chairs and they said that basically gaming chairs are kind of a scam and in many cases they put looks over being comfortable chairs oh yeah, so, yeah. that's what that's what people so, yes. say all the time is that right. like price to feature ratio like way better on office chairs um yeah than mm-hmm. gaming chairs although you can get a really good gaming chair it's just going to cost you a lot more than getting it getting a comparable office chair yeah, and you really have to hunt for a brand because another thing that uh, that they said is that a lot of these big brands like Secret Labs being one of them, I think Razor as well, they have they basically use all the same chair manufacturer and they just like change some things to make it look stylistically a little bit different. So like for a lot of the chairs that you know have that signature gaming chair like shape, they're being made in the same place, all of them. I don't know. I so, feel like. I mean, maybe it's because fucking Riot has shoved it down my throat with the amount of money Secret yeah. Labs has like poured at them. Um, right, right. But it does, it does look like a nice chair. I'm not gonna say the Secret Lab. I'm not gonna speak bad about Secret Labs. I haven't sat in one, so I don't really know. But they're <laughs> just true. so they're they're too expensive for me to consider at this point. All those um, all those uh, girls moaning in the ad breaks has convinced you, Jace? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. See, I think the thing is like. Like, if I were to get the chair that I'd want, like, I'd get, like, a Herman Miller high-end office chair. They actually, yeah, in the video I was talking about by Gamers Nexus, they they used a Herman Miller as one of the... Yeah, like, the and, like, things. that's way more expensive than a Secret Labs chair. Yeah, and what, what they said, like, interestingly, about the Herman Miller... So. Yeah, what, what they said, interestingly, about the Herman Miller is, like, when they had everyone in their office, like, test the chair uh, initially people were kind of underwhelmed. Like, they didn't have any gripes with it, but they weren't, weren't like, oh, this is super comfortable or anything. They thought it was kind of you know, that great. And it was a, like a blind test. They didn't te- they blindfolded everyone. They didn't tell them what chair they were sitting in. But then they, like, this, was, this video took a while to make. So then, like, six months later, they were, like, using the chairs in the office, and they revisited them. And they found that, like, either people had noticed, like, annoying quirks about the other chairs or they'd broken down in some way. One of the biggest things being just the, the cushioning in the bottom of the chair, how much it like collapses over time, how well it maintained its support. All of the chairs had really gotten significantly worse except the Herman Miller. Like it was built to last. It was like just as good as the beginning. And everyone who sat in it's like, you know what? Having a seat, like an experience where I always am comfortable, even if I'm not like, ah, super luxurious, comfortable. Like, you know, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. I mean, you pay for quality, I guess. Uh, you yep. also pay for cool thing behind your head if you're streaming. Um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that just brings us to the conversation of uh, who the fuck is ever going to buy Valorant Champions chair? Yeah. Like, if you is, are, there, is there a Valorant Champions chair being I know, advertised right now? I know there was last year, and I don't know if they have one again this year because maybe it just really didn't sell. 
Um, I feel like they've got like they've got like the updated look. Like it's the chair that they have in the arena. Yeah, but it says Valorant Champions on it, or like you know. Yeah, the there is a new one for this year. There's a new one for this year. That's it. I just looked it up. Champions, the least prominent example of what I'm trying to say, but like they'll have one for like you know Masters Reykjavik, and I'm like, who the fuck is buying a Masters Reykjavik chair that (laughs) wasn't at Masters Reykjavik? Yeah, that's a good question. If you, I, I mean, I'm sorry to talk some shit here, but if you purchased a Secret Labs chair, I have no shade against you. But if you purchased a Masters Reykjavik Secret Labs chair, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Maybe you're just a collector. I don't know. No, I am. Oh, you're a collector. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you like go on stream. And you're like, I'm gonna sit in my uh in my Copenhagen chair today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my grandmother when I was a, a kid used to keep uh, giving me these random things like diecast, like promotional stuff. Like she, I don't know if you know about Hess trucks. Do either of you know about Hess trucks? No. So there's a gas station uh, brand called Hess, and every year at, at yeah, and every year at Christmas they would put out like uh, a like Ooh. vehicle. Oh, like, like the little like the model trucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're like white and green. And they usually have like lights and maybe some sounds and stuff. And so that was just one of many examples where my grandmother would say, oh, this is a collector item. Like, you know, hold on to this. This is going to be worth money someday. So I have like a ton of stuff that. <laughs> That's going to be worth money someday. someday. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm going to choose to believe her. And if I'm 80 and it's still not worth anything, then I just haven't waited long enough. Might as well pass them down in the family. Yeah. So that's the same situation as the Master Reykjavik chair. You know, maybe it will be Maybe, but I'm just someday. saying, like, I don't think that the staying power is there. There are so many cooler designs that you can get yeah. in your Secret Labs chair, like, that will hold up over time. Uh, like, yeah. literally just, you know, the standard designs in different colorways look really, really good. And yeah, like, just to be clear, Chase, you know what I was saying was not like <laughs> it was ironic, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I agree with you. No, no, I I, yeah. I completely understand. I'm just wanting to clarify <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, okay, good. That I I I want to say like just the the Master Reykjavik chair is just not going to hold up over time. Like yeah. in two years, you're going to be like, why did why the fuck does my chair say Reykjavik on it? I've never <laughs> been to Iceland. Like, what do you? <laughs> That's where you go, go all out. You buy a house in Iceland as soon as you possibly can. I mean, probably like not a bad idea. You. Iceland is incredibly beautiful, so. Yeah. I don't Okay, first of all, I, I, I'm on their website at the moment, and I can't seem to find... Uh, well, yeah, because Reykjavik's over. No, but, like, I can't find, the, like, the Champions one either. Okay, but... so, Cass, I looked it up, and it seemed... I found the Champions one, but then on further review, it said, not available for sale, and there's a button to express interest. So I don't know what that means. If enough people express interest, they'll sell it, but they just made it for champions. I don't know. So it seems like maybe it's like more of a promotional thing for the people at the event. So maybe that makes a lot of sense. Chase is saying, but yeah. I, I do know they were selling some for, for other events. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that means that they have learned from their mistakes. Yeah. If 10 million people say, Oh my God, I want that chair then maybe they will sell it, but otherwise they're going to, you know, yeah. Say, yeah, not worth it. I mean, I can see if, like, say you're from Reykjavik. And you, if you went to the event. Yeah. Yeah. 
But like, also, like, I totally you know, like, see that. And then it's like a fuck yeah, like that was sick. Like I'm so glad I was able to go there and, and like I bought this chair at the event. Like that's the Yeah, like you walk up onto the stage when the event's over, you pick up the chair and you're just like mine now. Yeah, yeah, bought this walk chair out. at the event. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, well, you bought with the five finger discount. Yeah. Uh but No, nah, it's just like Yeah, I don't know. Hunter, getting back to the original topic at hand here, I very much like my uh my current chair. Got it. It was 40 bucks. Let's go. Dude, my Ikea chair was way more expensive than that. I yeah. mean, it's, la- it's lasted me about, what, three years, two years at this point since I upgraded? Mm-hmm. And it's it's doing really well. Uh, I like it a lot. It's very comfortable. But it's just an Ikea desk chair that was like a few hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. The, like, honestly, the build quality on this chair has very much surprised me. Um, like I just literally needed, like my chair broke, like the back of my chair just like snapped kind of, yeah. um, yeah, so, I remember like, you mentioning that. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, well, shit, I need a new chair. So I went on Facebook marketplace and I found a guy who had listed his chair, like maybe earlier that day. And I was like, yo, 40 bucks. Sounds good. I'll come pick it up. Um, and got Chase to drive me downtown. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, it's a little, like, I'll come pick it up is a bit of a bold statement there. Yeah. <laughs> Chase well, is gonna go pick it up. <laughs> I, I went and picked it up, you just got me there. Yeah, I, I and, drove oh, there and I sat in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but at any rate, the whole thing was, he was leaving, like, or he had to, like, move out of his, like, apartment, like, the next day, or whatever. And so he just, like, had the chair up for, like, a ridiculous price. He's like, yeah, I need this gone, and I'd rather get some amount of money for it. Yeah, pretty yeah, nice. So, like, I got you. a pretty solid deal on my chair. Yeah, that seems like the same story as how you got your uh, PC there, Chase, where the person you were buying it from almost <laughs> definitely needed drug money. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. They, they needed $500 and exactly $500 that day, and I don't know what yep. for. Um, but the PC was definitely, I mean, I've upgraded parts or replaced parts from my other PC, but, uh, what he was selling me was worth significantly more than the $500. And, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, did I tell this story on the pod? Probably. I don't think you did. I Um, honestly don't think you did. I don't know. Like I showed up, it was kind of weird, but he, he just goes like, Oh, like as he's like giving me the PC, he's like, Oh, like I still have all my files on like on the drive. Uh, and like, can I keep it? And I was like, I mean, sure. But like, are you going to knock any money off the price? Like, like what's the, what's the new price? Right. Yeah. You're going to keep your SSD. And that was originally included. And he goes, Ooh, like I need $500. And I'm like, well, come on, man. Like, I mean, can you transfer your files off? Like, you, you know, like what? He's yeah. Like, I, like, mm, like that's going to take a while. Like, I don't have anything to transfer them to right now. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, it's a good deal. Just take the SSD. I, I'm good. I have my own SSD. I'm just going to plug in anyway. Like, I don't need two of them. Um, yeah. I'm like, this guy needs exactly $500 today. And that's why he's selling me this. Yeah. He's yeah, like, oh, very he's, sus. yeah, he's like, oh, I like, you know, I used to play a lot. I'm like really sad to get over. It's like a fully cut, like he custom painted the motherboard himself to like look like to match the color scheme that he had going on with all the other parts. And I'm like, that's 
some yeah. significant effort he put into this to just sell it for 500 bucks. But, you know, I got a good deal out of it. Uh, and I went back later to pick up the boxes that he had in his storage locker. Um, cause he was like, he texted me later and he was like, Hey, you want all of like the boxes for the parts? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take them. Might as well. Um, and I was like, Hey man, like you, you get whatever you needed to taken care of. And he was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and then he just left it at that. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, at the risk of delaying the Valorant conversation even longer, I need to throw down with Cass right now because he has been talking way too much shit about a particular thing involving this conversation of, uh, you know, PC building and components and peripheral selection. Um, I am very proud of the fact that all of the external portions of my setup, my case, my mouse, my keyboard, and my headset are all Corsair because I'm a big fan of Corsair. However, Cass believes Corsair to be junk. And I feel the need to lay out my case that just because Corsair doesn't have as much of an esports focus as, for example, Logitech, they still make very high quality peripherals that are really cool and work very well. I mean, I think we this can just be stated by the fact that uh, we've had multiple people hop in the Discord chat with us and say, hey, you know, I find Cass and Chase's voice like very similar, but I can always tell who Cass is because his mic quality is shit. <laughs> This is yeah, this is an actual it. conversation that we've had. Yeah. <laughs> and, right, and, right. and uh, you know, like they, people would have been surprised when they've guessed it on the podcast that Hunter and I are using headsets and not external microphones to record. Now, yeah. I'm not saying they're the best quality. Like I've listened to some parts of the podcast and I'm like, ah, the mic quality is not great. Right. But for well, a I mean, headset compared to mic, a full podcasting setup. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, compared to what like you listen to in like a professional podcast, which we are most definitely not. Um, like we Hunter and I both have Corsair headsets, and the fucking quality of them is really good for what yeah. for and being a headset. Yeah, and reviews have said the same thing. It's not just uh, me and you, Chase. Um, for those of you, who, for those of you who don't know, Chase has basically the top of the line Corsair headset. And I have sort of like a middle of the line headset, but it's like an alternate middle that shares the same mic as the highest end one. So like this one suffers from having like horrible battery life. <laughs> like, like that is a flaw of it, but like the mic is the same as the top end. So me and Chase have essentially the same mic, just on different headsets from Corsair. Yeah, my, mine has the upgraded benefit of not dying every 30 minutes. Yes, <laughs> yes. You have to pay extra for that. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I just like. First of all, I personally found Chase's headset to be incredibly uncomfortable. And I also really didn't like the audio. That, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the settings that Chase was using. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. Valorant. But, like, man, I did not like them. Um, but, yeah, I, I mostly just found the headset incredibly uncomfortable. And then, like, I've used. Corsair keyboards in the past haven't really loved the the overall feel of them and I find that their I find that their mice are too I don't even know what the right word is but like it it's almost like they're trying to create something unique looking it's my mouse is very I don't know, comfortable like, I don't know 
So is mine. It's like, yeah. it, it's like they're trying to create something that's like almost like edgy in look, but like that's kind of the wrong word because I feel like that's razors. Yeah, that's razor. stereotype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I, I have like a similar view of like the Corsair stuff and like just their design aspects of them, and like I don't like the way Corsair mice feel. And so, like my my biggest complaint against Corsair, it has very little to do with the actual quality. And more to do with the fact that I really dislike the feel of all the Corsair products. Okay, okay. So even though you overstated at times, your real complaint is about the aesthetic more than anything. It's not. It's not the visual aesthetic. It's the he doesn't like the how they move on. or like how they fit his head or you know. Um, I mean, I understand because the uh, Corsair headset that I have is extremely round. Right, like the the ear cups are very round, yeah. and that might just not fit like your ear head shape. For me, yeah, I, I, I find it. it quite comfortable, but uh, for some, like, they've also molded a little bit to my head as I've worn them so much. Um, but I could definitely see how that might not fit everybody's head shape. Yeah, and that's why they have different options as well. Like, the headset that I have is has much more, like, I, I don't know what to call the shape because it's kind of unique for headphones. Ear-shaped, for lack of a better word. <laughs> They're not round. Like, they have, like, you know, it's like it's like a... It's like a rectangle with rounded edges, but then they like stretch it out at the bottom for the lobe. Um, and so my me having relatively big ears, I need I definitely needed that additional space. Yeah, and I think that like casts are more ovular, or um, like the the Logitech one is is a bit more like a, a rectangle with rounded edges. Well, okay, I don't exactly have a Logitech headset. A Logitech currently owns the company whose headset I have, but I don't believe they did when I bought this headset. <laughs> um, there you have it. Yeah, basically, I have uh, I have an Astro A50s, or I have Astro A50s. Um, one of the comfiest headsets I've tried on. They fall short in comfort levels to the Sennheiser HD 800s, but... Yeah, you're those talking about like a multi-thousand dollar. Yeah, those will here. run you like two and a half K and they have no built-in mic and they also have a separate cable that goes into each, you know, ear cup. Um, and yeah, I don't really fuck with cables. But those are by far and away the comfiest pair of headphones I have ever put on my head. Um... Yeah, Cass, you're saying you don't fuck with cables. I was surprised to learn, like, yesterday that you're so terrified of cables that that's the sole reason keeping you from wanting to build your own PC and wanting to buy a pre-built. You just hate the idea of having to look at those horrifying alien uh, entities of cables. Yeah, fuck, dude. I would gladly pay somebody else to do all the cable management for me. <laughs> yeah, I just cable managed my desk, and it was kind of a pain, but it looks very nice now, so I'm I'm happy with it. The, the problem is when, like, my version of cable management is, like, I'll be like, oh, this is nice. Not like a tangled mess. But then somebody who I pay to do cable management, I'll be, holy fuck, this looks incredible. Cash, your idea of cable management was sticking an Ethernet cord outside in the backyard coiled up for a year. A side wow. out of mine, maybe. <laughs> I, like, in the yard? In like yep. literally in the backyard, like we we drilled what? holes through our walls to get the Ethernet cables from where the our like Wi-Fi or like the router was to our rooms, 
Um, and we have like cables that are, you know, way too long for that distance. And Cass's was just, you know, coiled right outside of his bedroom door in the backyard for a year. Wow. I, I would say coiled is a strong word. Um, coiled is a strong word. It was bunched. <laughs> so that's it the idea wild. of cable management, maybe, that uh, that you're thinking of. Yeah. As long as you don't see it on your desk setup. <laughs> Which is how my um, uh, NZXT case works where I open the back of it. And, oh, yeah, it's a fucking and mess. And it's a fuck, fucking mess. But, yeah. like, from the front of it, you don't yeah. see any of it, and it's okay. But the, I'm saying I'd me. rather... Yeah, but I, I'm saying I'd rather pay somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing and whose job it is to do that, to organize everything, such that if I decide I want to upgrade a piece later down the line, everything is very neatly organized, and I can very easily swap out parts without having to open the back of the case, stare at a jungle, and be like, hmm, which cable? And also, I don't really know shit about the physical aspects of building a computer. So I'd rather somebody else do that for me. And I'd rather not have to deal with, well, what fucking cable do I need to plug this in? Because currently my setup is entirely modular. I slide things into place, and they click into spot. And that's how literally everything on my current computer works. Yeah. You have a basically more of a server-based computer. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> therefore, on the inside of my computer, there is a single cable that I have access to. And that lone cable is a power source for a GPU if your GPU requires an external power source. Mm-hmm. But your stuff... My old one did, despite it being utter dog. But that is literally the only cable that exists inside my computer that I have any amount of access to. Yeah. And that's great. Are you still running the 1050? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely better than the other options you have, I guess. So might as well. It's not. Yeah, it's not drastically better than the. Like my dad sent me one uh, that like his office had kicking around. Um, it's like, it's old and designed for 2D rendering, not 3D rendering. So not great for gaming, but it's not like drastically different from the 1050. Um, I don't know. Hunter and I, one night over discord, went over a bunch of like CPU benchmarks or whatever, or just computer benchmarks and stuff like that. And like. The 1050 is an upgrade for sure, but it's not like an insane boost. Well, um, the yeah. other thing was the old the 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 old graphics card. Uh, I want to say it's like an M2000, like Quadra series. Um, it definitely had more VRAM than this 1050 does. Yeah, yeah the 1050 has two two gigs of VRAM. Yeah, because yeah. I know it couldn't run Halo and when needs, you have it. Halo needs four, right? Yeah, and I think my M series has either... Uh, I think Halo needs three. I think my M series had either four or six. No, I, I would say I think Halo needs four. I think minimum requirements mm. were four gigs. Okay. Well, you haven't missed out on much. I don't know how much you guys have been following it, but essentially the Halo post-launch support has been some of the worst for a major like live service game ever. 
Yeah, I haven't been following it much sport, because like I, orig I originally downloaded it to my computer. It popped up with an error saying you do not have enough VRAM, and I deleted the program. So <laughs> there you yep, have it. That's what I did. I downloaded it, played it for like one or two nights, and was like, I hate having to hit someone 12 times to kill them. <laughs> uh, no thanks. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a cool game, but it just felt so weird to like... Especially in the more Wait, like, competitive hurt. modes, having to use a burst fire rifle that you have to land like three bursts with the kill. <clears throat> Stinger. <clears throat> yeah, I don't use the burst mode the majority of the time. Like, if I use the burst mm -hmm. mode, then I sure, got a burst kill sucks. yesterday with the Stinger. It was pretty nice. Yeah, how oh, many yeah. bullets did it take you to kill? 12. Four. Ooh. <laughs> what do you do? You shove the barrel up their ass? I was, uh, I was what? Heaven on Ascent A site. And they were at Switch. Clips mm. it didn't happen. <laughs> it might be clipped. I'll, I'll have to see. <laughs> I, I don't think it is because it wasn't a very pretty kill. But yeah, you one bursted them. Yeah. Maybe I just got god tier, or I, they were they were probably damaged. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah okay. Cast is extremely doubtful. Yeah, extremely doubtful, I but I'm telling you that it happened. So. I'm a little skeptical, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, You're pressing like X a bulldog now. in that hand. Yeah, but actually, seeing the, like, seeing the amount of stinger play at, at Champions is like, there was one day where it inspired me to buy the stinger. No you know, way. I'd seen, seen, a, seen a bunch of the dudes just like, want to say I'm thinking of either Jing or Forsaken early in the tournament. Obviously. Um, going in yeah, and just like... It's not late in the tournament, that's for sure. Yeah, wrecking house. Bad. On some uh, some eco rounds with, uh, with a stinger. And I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe it's not that bad. And I was like, you know what, let me go into the range. Let me load in some practice bots. Grab one of those little stingers out of the armory, and uh, let me get to work. And I was like, "Okay, I think I got this." You know, I'm I'm starting to learn how the recoil works. Just gotta pull down a little bit faster than I'm used to, and some of the other guns. And I'm like, "Yeah, not too bad." There's your um, problem. Yeah, and then I and then I launch a game, and I'm like, "You know what? Eco round. I'm jet. Gonna be going into sight pretty quick. I'm gonna be up in their faces. Oh boy, you get a stinger." Jesus fucking Christ, I hate that gun. <laughs> I mean, I still have a love-hate, but I would say that your problem was overthinking. What you gotta do with the stinger is just fucking fire. Yes. <laughs> okay, but the problem is I fucking fire, and the next thing I know, I'm shooting my teammate who's behind me, because the fucking <laughs> recoil takes your gun all the way up and back. Yeah, well, see, I'm, the, the, I'm not that's, saying that's you should I just do anything, to. but I'm saying yeah. that you should not worry about the exact recoil pattern and being like, yeah, I think I got this recoil pretty dialed. What you got to do is get in their face and shove it sh so down far down their throat that it doesn't matter where the recoil is because it's just hitting the bottom of their chin. <laughs> yeah, and, and run at full speed in circles around them yeah. as, you, as you have it jammed down their throat so they I, can't I hit think, you. I think part of the problem is, you know, while the recoil in Valorant isn't, you know, it's not like CSGO where there's a predetermined pattern, but there's there's a trend line. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I know a very good way to break that trend line so that it's more circular. 
And what? that strategy involves being in the air and holding down mouse one. Now, conveniently, one of the characters I happen to play is pretty good at being in the air. So what I think I need to do is I think I need to go in there as Jet, float, and hold down mouse one with the stinger. This is the worst advice. This is the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. You're like, okay, let's make the stinger less accurate. (laughs) Which causes the bullets to just shoot way up in the air. But now that inaccuracy is going to cause some of those bullets to go way down, right? Which is what you're saying is you're so bad that's going up (laughs) that it might hit, and then it might, might go exactly where I'm aiming. So let me get you. So let me get this straight. You're so like hopeless at actually controlling the stinger recoil. You think it would be a good idea to just jump up in the air and spray bullets wildly, hoping that one will hit instead, or multiple. Actually, multiple will hit instead. Well, as Chase pointed out, well, one bullet's not going to do shit. If I'm right, if I'm barrel stuffing them. Well, if you're but, barrel like, stuffing, idea, it doesn't you, matter if you're in the bullets. air. Why? Yeah, why the, the fuck? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, here's, here's why I want to be in the air, right? Because I'm gonna barrel stuff the person who's right in front of me, and the person who's behind them, way off to the side, somewhere else in sight, isn't even gonna see what hits them. A couple stray bullets <laughs> are gonna come flying out the side at some wacky angle that, like, people didn't know existed, and it's just gonna like, ping, 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 just like triple headshot. Singer like, wall bang headshot, forty-five degrees away from where my crosshair is pointed. And I'm just going to get that god-tier RNG that just puts those three bullets exactly where I need them to go. So I kill mm. the person in front of me, and I kill the person off to the side, and boom, Stinger 2K. With Cass, one it's just, it, Cass, I got to say, this is, it is amazing hearing you talk about you know, using the Stinger, like somewhat unironically, <laughs> with like one layer of irony instead of multiple. Um, it's funny though, even when you're like, "Oh, it's like so hard to control the recoil; it goes everywhere." It's just like that's hard for me to even like put myself in your shoes, given that when I started Valorant, I was a Stinger and Odin mains. <laughs> so like controlling like high recoil is like it's very much second nature to me. So like the idea that that's difficult for people is just like kind of blows my mind a little bit. The, the other reason why I think I should start buying a Stinger is because there's jet when I entry into sight right on an eco. Or I guess just like, okay, say this is like round two. I think this is the biggest time or the biggest advantage of having a stinger. When I go into sight and I inevitably die and the enemy picks up the gun. Yep. They get nerfed. (laughs) Better off with the fucking classic. And instead, my teammates are going to be running into sight and their bullets are going to be flying like 50 feet over my teammates' heads. And my teammates are going to come in with whatever guns they have. It honestly doesn't matter because they're not going to get hit by a single bullet, and they're just going to go pew, 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 and kill the enemy. Whereas if that enemy had a classic, he might have gotten some god-tier RNG on that right click. This reminds me of the uh, news stories you see now and then where, like, thieves get foiled because they break into someone's, like, Porsche, but they can't drive stick. Similar situation. You drop a stinger at someone's feet. They can't shoot stinger. They can't drive stick. They ain't doing nothing with it. (laughs) So yeah, there's some validity to that, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happened today? Okay. Oh, do you, do you want us to fill you in? Yeah, because like, I mean, I, I I know a little bit, but like, I'm gonna be honest. I spent all day trying to avoid what happened, 
And then I had about like a five minute window to figure out what happened after the results were spoiled. And so like, I think I figured some stuff out, but I probably don't know the whole gist of it as well as either you guys do. Okay. Well, here's how much do you know? Well, what I know is I lost 50 bucks today. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that sucks. In the most brutal yeah. and, and fucking tease way possible. Oh, yeah. La- last night I was like, you know what? Like, FPX is favored in this game. Like, pretty heavily right now on uh, on the betting sites. So, I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw 50 bucks at it. I'm just going to put it, put it on XSET. I'm like, you know, I think XSET's got this. And I watch map one, and I'm like, okay, that was close, and it's XSET's map pick, but fuck yeah, they're up 1-0. You know, like, XSET, we've got this, right? Map two comes around, it's close as hell, and FPX take it out. And I'm like, oh, you know, we could have closed it out right there, that would have been a good payday. And what was the what was the score on map two? Uh, thirteen like ten, right? Yeah. So yeah. Fir- first map was thirteen eleven. Second was thirteen ten. Um, and then, you know, I, I had to go to lecture, so I, I was like half watching during my lecture for for map three here, and um, you know, it it was another thirteen eleven, and FPX took it, and you know, I. I After was, a huge fake comeback by XSET. Oh, huge fake comeback. Like, yeah. XSET came back heavily on this map, and I was like, oh, they've got this. Like, They're going to push it to OT. We're, we're going to get this. Um, and I shut my laptop because, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I, I'm just going to pay attention to this fucking materials lecture right now, and I'm going to learn about welding. Um, but then... You know, 30 minutes later or so, I pull up my, my laptop and I check Discord and someone says, yo, this uh, turret drama is crazy. And I'm like, yo, what, what turret drama are you talking about? So yeah. I, I quickly pull open Twitter and just search VCT. And it's just refreshing constantly with like a fucking million tweets going off. Right? Oh, yeah. And apparently... In the last round of the third map, it was 11-12, and a turret that was placed by one of the players in XSET, whoever was playing uh, Killjoy, um, shot two bullets toward uh, door, or like switch on uh, A-site ascent, and then shot one toward heaven. It flicked back and shot one toward heaven. And there were two players alive left on FPX. And so from that information, the players on XSET thought, you know, there's one uh, at, at door in tree and there is one heaven. And they were looking out for the person heaven. They come, both players come through tree, wipe them up and, uh, and win the round. Yeah. Just to be clear, XSET had planted spike. This was a 3v2 post plan. And there was one XSET player main and the other two were on site. And both players on site, because of the turret, were watching heaven where no one was coming from while the two players walked out tree. And the player main was smoked off. So this allowed the two players to come fully onto site from tree without getting challenged. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they die 
FPX wins the the map, wins the set. Um, and then Riot comes out and says, "Hey, a bug, this turret bug in uh in round you know whatever um eleven twelve, so that's twenty three. Uh, it'll be twenty four because it's the round after that. Oh yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in round twenty four, um. There was a bug, and it caused an exit player uh, to have false information. And therefore, we are going to replay this round. And the game's not over yet. Yeah. Now, I'm sitting in a lecture seeing th- these tweets, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, let's go. Exit has got this. And they're about to play. They, like, restart. There's, like, a countdown on the fucking stream. It's going, like, eight minutes down. I'm like, holy shit. They're about to, like replay this last round i'm gonna make my money back um yeah sucks because uh exit did win that round on the replay and then ended up losing like three overtimes later uh oh, so you know really oh they lost an ot oh yeah no they yeah. they made it they made it to the ot oh i didn't okay i didn't realize that it had made it to ot Oh yeah. So the initial that. final, yeah. So the initial final score was thirteen eleven. Mm-hmm. The final final score is sixteen fourteen. Got it. I thought. Yeah. That the final final score was still thirteen eleven. I thought they no. replayed the round in FPX one. No. See everyone. So the, nope. whether or not to replay the round is the really controversial moment here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a lot of people were being like, you know, fuck, FPX is just going to win this round again, and XSet's going to look like fools for challenging this, and like. This is, like, the dumbest shit ever, right? Like, why would they even bring this up? Uh, but no, they they made it to overtime. This is regardless of Exet uh, coming out and saying we actually said nothing. Um, but they made it to overtime. And they made it through a few rounds of overtime with some insane clutches on, I think, both sides. Uh, it was actually a really, really good overtime, and even though it was spoiled for you, I definitely recommend watching it because there was like some really good plays in there. Um, but yeah, it was it was tense. It was a really good game, regardless. And you know it, what? It, the end of it, it, it's fifty bucks. That's why I bet fifty bucks is like you know it, it hurts, but it's not that bad. So. Yeah. Okay, so like, from. Okay, so that's a more in depth background into everything that happened that I didn't have. But what I did know is after I got spoiled on what happened, I went to the Valorant competitive subreddit and saw people that had like, you know, taken screenshots of tweets and posted oh, a yeah. bunch of stuff. So like I got a bunch of information through that, which talks about people's opinions on the matter, but didn't actually lay out exactly what had happened. Um and so yeah, there there's like well, I think they're basically a couple of interesting takes. But yeah, it seems like the majority of the controversy comes into should certain things be replayed or not based off of a bug that is not directly or like something that like wasn't designed or like it, it's like oh fuck what's the right word here? I mean, there's a lot of layers to it, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's but it's like, only, yeah. like yeah. basically it's unintentional in that no player attempted to enact this bug. 
No, it exactly. wasn't like FPX yeah. was trying to use this bug to like you know they weren't exploiting bugs at all. Mm-hmm. Right? FP- this is no fault on FPX. Yeah. Right. This is also a known bug. Right. It is happening games before people have clips of it. They can recreate it quite easily. Um, whether or not it's a bug was a debate. Um, oh, yeah, there was not a bug. There was a bunch of debate about that initially, and it seems like as time went on, where it settled on Reddit, which makes sense to me from things I heard in the past, is that first of all, to explain what the bug is, the bug is that when a Killjoy turret goes off, it picks a target and shoots at that target. And I don't know if this happens every time, but oftentimes if the person, the Killjoy turret fires in bursts of i think three yeah three it's three and yeah yeah and if while it's firing that burst the player it's shooting at moves behind cover the turret is supposed to continue like firing in that general direction but it's it frequently bugs out or i don't know how frequently it is but it's a known thing that it sometimes bugs out and snaps back to pointing in the direction in which it was initially placed. And that can result in it firing one or two bullets at a place that's completely different from where people are. And what people were saying online is that this was a bug at launch with Killjoy. They said in the patch notes of patch 1.07, so very early on, that they had fixed it, and it was fixed. And then at some point after that, and people aren't sure on the specifics... They broke it again somehow, and it's so like it was. Uh, it was there and then fixed and then rebroken, and it's been broken for forever. So, yeah, yeah. that's so that's basically the it happens there. on jump peaks, right? When someone's peeking really quickly, or like you know just jiggle peeking, mm-hmm. um, and they go behind cover before that three burst can come out. Uh, it's tough, definitely, because. There's also, is there a delay between that third bullet? Say it fires two at the one place, and then it snaps back and fires the third. Is there a delay that's not that original burst fire? I I, I don't know. I haven't heard people saying that's what happened, but I don't. I'd have to rewatch the yeah. video. But I was thinking like it could, you know, if it's just the triple burst, then you could be like, oh, it's just firing in that one direction, and you can maybe understand that it's a bug. But if it's if there's a slight delay, it might be a little bit more confusing, especially in the heat of the moment. Um, if like it fired the three, snapped back, and then fired three at another place, or you know fired a bullet at another spot. Oh, okay. Well, in terms of the bug, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm quite confident in the in the moment at question, it was I believe two bullets at Angel and then one bullet at Heaven in the same burst. It yeah, was I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's one is one bullet at, yeah. at Heaven, but I was wondering if that. Uh, last bullet was delayed any more than you know it typically would have been if it was all three at Angel. And it I wasn't. Didn't... If it was delayed, it wasn't a huge delay. It was pretty fast. Yeah, I mean everything's happening very quickly here, which I think is one of the things that Riot's taking into account is that, um, like this is the final round of an elimination game. Um, you know things are pretty hectic. Any information that you're getting is on the fly and uh, very, very valuable, right? And so yeah. you're acting off of this information that you're getting. 
the Killjoy turret is supposed to fire only at a target in which it sees. And so it firing at another place makes you think that there is also a person there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are just a lot of people saying that they shouldn't replay the round, that it's like a no, it's a known bug that, you know, they should have known this. I, of course, originally biased towards me wanting Xset to win the game was like, fuck yeah, they should replay the, the map or like replay the, uh, the round. But, you know, on further inspection, I still think that they should have replayed the round. Oh, you really baited me. I thought you were going to say the opposite. Yeah, well, I think that I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but I was definitely in the differing opinion to Hunter at the beginning. I'm not sure where Hunter has finally landed here, but when we were talking in the Discord earlier, yeah, um, Hunter ha- was definitely on the other side of this issue. Um, but I have some points. Maybe, Hunter, you want to go into it for a second. Okay, yeah, so to summarize my own journey with this particular topic, I initially thought that it was a bad idea to replay the last round because when a bug is, like like Cass mentioned, not being deliberately abused by the other team, and it is a not a new bug, but one that has existed in the game for a while, to a certain extent, you kind of just have to let that play out. And it's rough for FPX to be, you know, completely out of their game mentality to be doing post-game interviews even. I don't know if it was just after the post-game interviews or if it was like, um, like if they had finished them, if they were in the middle of them, but essentially completely moved on from the game. Now having to go back and redo a part of a game that like you won without any, you know, without any cheating on your part. This is solely based on the game. But then I thought about it more, and I rewatched the round in question, and I realized that, like, you know, the turret did have a major impact uh, because, you know, the two XF players on site did really focus on heaven. Like, it wasn't even just, like, a quick, like, partial flick. Like, it was clear that they thought for sure they needed to deal with the heaven swing first and then whoever was coming out of tree, when, in fact, no one was in heaven. So it absolutely had an impact on the round. Um... And so that made me swing the other way towards, yeah, they should have replayed it. Um, and then I saw some, I was reading, like Cass said on Reddit, some of the tweets and stuff from different people. And uh, DDK, now from uh, 100 Thieves, he pointed out that, like, even though, as other people had said online, Riot's, like, official rule book says that they can replay rounds due to bugs. This sets a very weird precedent where now there will be constant debate as to what qualifies as enough of a bug to replay around. Like one thing people were bringing up a lot is I had no idea of this before, but they were saying that there's a common KO knife bug where there will be people who are suppressed, but don't show up for the KO who threw the knife as them being suppressed. So you get less information than you should from the KO knife. And I don't know what the circumstances of that are, but like that was the thing, for example, with like uh, Fnatic versus DRX. I don't know if I don't know how significant it was in terms of the particular rounds, if it made a big difference. But like, I I think the big the big thing that people are wondering is like, 
how messy is this going to get in terms of Riot having to decide what level of bug is worthy of replaying rounds. And so that's kind of where I sit. Like, it's fair to exit. It it makes sense in terms of fairness to exit to replay the last round because they were screwed by a bug. But at the same time, I also don't know if it's fair to FPX to have them replay it. And I don't know that they want to start playing the game of, oh, well, you know, we're going to say well after a game that it didn't count because there was this, you know, aspect of the game that had been bugged for a while that caused a negative sort of situation. So I've sort of looped back around to, I don't think they should have done it just with slightly different reasons and a little bit less of a strong opinion. Okay. Well, there are a couple of factors here. The only reason that they were actually able to replay this, I believe according to the the wording of the rule set is solely because it was the last round. If future rounds are played post the round that had the bug in it, then Riot can no longer go and do a uh, like a rollback. So I believe that they can only roll back a round, that one round that just happened, to 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 uh, to enact this like rule. So if a future round had been played after that, then they would not be able to go back. And be like, oh no, you guys have to, uh, you guys have to replay whatever this round is. So it seems like the only reason that this was even possible, according to the rules, is solely because it was the last round. Um, which is one thing, and yeah, the other thing is like, God, like that just fucking blows for both sides, right? It's like there, there's no good outcome after this had happened. Because let's say, like, Exet ends up coming back, they win the game in OT. Right? Now there's just a huge fucking asterisk next to that. If Is you don't there, get... Uh, because they never requested, according to a tweet. Who who tweeted that out? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, one of the... I believe it was the guy on Exet who plays Neon. Starts with a Z, whose name Zekin? I can't. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so Zekin tweeted out that at no point did Exet ever ask for this round to be replayed or to be looked at. Um, and this was solely a Riot decision, right? And he was saying that he, w- he hopes that Riot comes out and says that so that, like, Exet stops getting hate for, like, being really nitpicky um, and, like, trying to win in, like, you know, cheeky ways. Well, what's interesting is what I saw. I'm gonna. I'm just trying to pull it up to see if I can confirm. Is that most of the Exet players and like org people were saying that they didn't request a replay of the last round. I haven't seen anything so far that says they didn't talk to Riot about being frustrated about the bug. Yeah, yeah. You can go to Riot. Oh, never mind. Never. Sorry, I'm just tripping. I'm just tripping. Never mind. I will. Uh, you know, if I. If I had more of an ego, I would just delete what I just said from the recording because never mind. Some of the players have said exactly that. Zekin said, "Hey, uh, we didn't say anything about the turret bug, so that anything implies." That. So never mind. I was completely wrong. Yeah. So, Z- so the Exet players are claiming they didn't say anything at all about the bug. Yeah, and then so, this yes, was noticed was by Riot, and that Riot right. alone, or like the TO, whoever that is, 
like made the decision to replay this round without either team's say in whether or not they should review that or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Now, my biggest point into why I think they should replay the round in this scenario is that we're operating off of a given, and this can be argued separately, that Riot has a lot of bugs in the game, right? That they know about and that other people know about. And it is specifically stated in the rules that you cannot abuse these glitches or, or bugs. Oh, yeah. Like bug abuse is against the rules, right? You cannot use anything that is not intended as it is like, like to gain an advantage in the round. Right, that is against the rules of Riot, like of Valorant of, at the competitive level. Yep. Um, now, even though they like FPX did not intend for this bug to be used, it is the same outcome as had they. Right, this is a bug that even though it is known for a long time and that people knew that this is a bug in the game, it is not how this turret is supposed to have functioned. It gave false information, and therefore. It is an like a direct effect of a bug in the game that allowed FPX to win this round. So is it a bug when I TP out his chamber and I die anyway? No, oh my because God, yes. that is literally not, <laughs> and that would probably be solved because they're all fucking playing on land. So <laughs> it, feels, it feels feels like a bug. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but like I okay, I, I think there are a couple things that happen. Um, one is whether or not it's repeatable, right? Like the um, the wall on Icebox that Shigetsu used, right? That's a lineup that he knew about and was very easily recreatable. So I think a huge aspect comes down comes down to how recreatable is this turret bug to which I have literally no fucking clue. There are like, people who recreated it in customs and I saw Twitter videos of it. Um, mm -hmm. And it happens sometimes. Okay. Not every time, but sometimes it happens. So there's no way to guarantee getting that effect to kick in i mean i don't know what the purpose would be i i guess as the peaker if you were to do it in a certain way like i haven't seen it not like i haven't seen that disproven mm, okay yeah I, like i don't know so like I, i'm very i'm very on the fence here like on one hand i see what hunter's saying is how this kind of opens up the floodgates and sets a precedence um, and it's one of the things that I absolutely hate in like regarding hockey now is the number mm. of overtime, like overtime in hockey is golden goal. You score a goal game's over. Um, yeah. and like, especially in the playoffs for the NHL, you keep playing until one team scores a goal. It's not like you go to a shootout or there's any modified rules. You just keep playing the game in 20-minute increments, until a goal is scored. There have been games that have lasted double the duration that a game typically does. Because, because of, of long overtime. Yeah. 
uh, because no one fucking scores for three full 20 minute OTs. Um, and it, it, it really sucks every time I'm watching playoff hockey and there's a goal scored in overtime. I can't get excited anymore. I've got to wait until after everything's calmed down and after everything gets reviewed and looked over and then they determine, yep, that goal was good. Or they're just like, oh, no, no, that there was two minutes ago, somebody went off sides and the refs missed it. And therefore the whistle should have been blown or the play should have been blown dead two minutes ago. Yeah. Um, it's like, now, obviously, that's a very extreme example of it, but it's like it, it, it's so hard to get excited about goals that happen in overtime because of how strictly they're reviewed and gone over. And it, it's it's really frustrating in that you can't like honestly, it, like it, it's it's like there's there's something that like. It's like you got to get through all this red tape before you can really celebrate the win as like from a fan perspective, which is like, I don't know. It's something that I really hope doesn't come about this due to like this outcome that Riot has shown. I see what you're saying is that like, yes, it definitely sucks that, you know, the people who celebrated the FPX win or, you know, mourned the XSET loss then are thrown back into a, oh it the game's not over yet like an hour and a half later right and they have to replay that like that that sucks for the fans it's not a very good watching experience um however i just keep going back to from xset's perspective it doesn't matter whether or not this was a bug abused by uh by fpx or a bug that they didn't intend to happen, but still had the same like effect in the game. It's the same for them, right? The, the end result is the same. And so it being a bug that determines the like outcome of a round should be reviewed regardless. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like all of this would have been much less criticized had this decision come two minutes after the game had ended. Oh, I fully agree. Five minutes after the game had ended. Maybe even 15. They could say 15% or more on car insurance at that point. Yeah. But, like, it, it taking so long... I feel like it's so hard to come back and then just be like, ah, eh, you, you, you kind of need to replay this. I mean, yes, but it's not like Riot hasn't set that precedent in the past of replaying a partial match the next day at an international tournament because of a bug abuse. Yeah. But that was, I, I feel like there's a difference in that. That was a bug that, was intentionally abused. Does it matter for the team that it was against? No. It's the same result for them. But, okay. But, like, okay, if it was a bug that had been used... Like, okay, it's they're seeing a bug occurring once in a game, which is what happened in this case, versus... 
I like think it was seven nine, times. It was, like, yeah, seven times in that other game that they ended up. And in that case, the team that was affected, which was, I can't remember at this point, it was, like, last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about the Cypher Cam on Breeze. Um, the team that was affected was given seven rounds in the next game for free. Every mm-hmm. round that that cam was used in the other game, they were given that round as a win when they replayed the entire map. Now, that's an advantage given to them because it was intentionally used by the other person, right, by the other team. In this case, they're replaying a round. There is no advantage given to either side. Yeah, right, no, right. it's just like... Fuck, dude! Like it's so hard to come back to that. Like I don't know how how long was it? Like an hour after the game, and to have to replay that last round. I mean, how like I don't know how how can you expect like any of the players to be in the right mindset, like ready to play? I don't know. And now, again, was, I haven't seen, I haven't yeah. seen the OT, and apparently it was a very it was a good good OT. But like I don't know. I feel like as soon as this bug happened, there was no good outcome. I would agree because if we take a like a step back and look from a macro level, um, any sports organization when something like this happens where there's a questionable call, they have three options. One is just do nothing and hope that like people forget about it eventually it blows over. Um, two is they do what they did, which is that they take a long time to analyze the situation and then they say, okay, well, we have to restart, which, you know, for Xset, getting ready to go home, feeling like, you know... <laughs> Having just starting to grasp the fact that they've lost, having to snap out of that and be like, oh boy, we still have life. And then FPX being like, we had an impressive victory. Oh, maybe not. Like, that can be pretty brutal, uh, all, all, you know, in its own, especially since, like, I don't think any of the Valorant players are, like, anywhere near filthy rich enough to have their, their own private jet or something where they're not going to have to hear about it or think about it. And then on top of that, so like, it's it's tough. It's tough. If you're going to take a while to review and discuss the situation at hand and determine what the best possible outcome is, fucking say that from the onset. Amen. Like, come out, come Amen. out and be like, "Hey guys, like FPX, I know you're super excited about your win, but like, hold on a sec. There's something we're reviewing about that last round." And then at least someone yep. we, like you can hold your emotion for that time. That's something yeah, I can exactly. definitely agree with. It's yeah. like 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 come out immediately and just be like, hey, you know something something fishy happened. We're we're gonna take a look at this, and unfortunately, we we don't know exactly when we're gonna come back with an answer. There's there's some stuff we gotta like work out or go over and discuss. Like at, at least you're coming out. And you're 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 laying that out there immediately, and because like from what I heard, it seems like all the players went through their post game interviews, yeah, and everything before this decision was made. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. That it should have been relayed in a more timely manner, at least that they were reviewing it. Um, now I don't know when this was brought to Riot's attention at all, or how it was brought to their attention you know, by whom, but that could have just been after all of that, right? And then at that point, what decision do you have, right? Maybe this is like a failure of the system of 
they should have had someone looking out for these things. Ha they know there are a lot of bugs in the game. Um, they might need somebody whose job it is to be reviewing things that happen in the uh, in the round to see if there was a bug that happened in them. You know, if that's going to be the case. Obviously, there's so many fucking interactions and things that happen in the round that like bugs could happen all the time and you just don't even notice um that that seems like a very difficult job but you know maybe they could have some sort of system where that's more reliable hmm. i don't know at this point it, it like to me it looks like hunter's fallen asleep in his chair so uh i am this is true yeah it is it is extremely late i i, I know that and, uh yeah it's 2 30 for me yeah yeah i mean i i gotta get up in the morning i i don't know i don't know what the uh what the plan is here for the podcast but it's been okay a, it's well, been a nice hour and a 15 minutes ish yeah we were supposed to talk about the state of the agents which came out today but that sounds like a full fucking podcast episode to me yeah yeah that, that was the yeah. game plan for today and obviously i i didn't know about any of the circumstances regarding the exit match going into the podcast today. Now, maybe that would have been a more timely episode next week when this actually releases. However, I think champions will be over by that time. So there'll probably be more to talk about yeah. <laughs> even yeah. at that point. Um, so mm -hmm. this is definitely just completely out of, uh, out of the timeline of, of when this is, you know, should be happening. What is happening, but um yeah i mean that's that's how it is it's got how it's got to be this week so yeah um but okay so there there are a couple of interesting things that were stated that like i just want to read out they're all very quick we don't really need to go that far in depth with them um but there there are a couple of fun facts that the developers of riot wanted to point out um first one being ko is one of our and i'm gonna read kind of word for word here um so take this from the perspective of the developer is uh one of our weaker agents in ranked games across all mmrs but a high priority pick in pro play really um yeah so i think it's i think it's just kind of interesting that like in ranked games apparently ko is not being put to good effect that is interesting. Um, yeah especially yeah. the all MMRs thing. Like, I would get it if you said, you know, his silver win rate isn't that good. Yeah, yeah, but like across. I would all see that. MMRs. Like, I see like with Astra, you know, like as just the uh, the opposite to that of you know Astra might not see very much uh, you know, good use at low ranks, but at higher ranks does see a lot of very good use. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to hear that about Ko for sure. Right. Um. So in regards to Breach, Brimstone, and Neon. Uh, play these agents in a coordinated setting like a five stack, and you'll see them shine even more than in solo queue, especially at the highest MMR. Um, so basically, that's just saying that like those three agents in particular do do much better in stacks than they scale up better. Yeah, yeah uh, than they do individually. Um, I, so I for Yoru, see that. yeah, yeah, for Yoru and Neon, uh, put in the time, put in the hours. Most of our agents have a learning curve, but these two especially stand out at the highest MMR 
as the high mastery agents. So I don't know exactly how Riot is determining this, but it seems like those are two characters that you need to, that from their perspective, you need to put a lot of time and effort into learning the ins and the outs of that character. Perhaps you should even yeah. insta-lock one of those for an entire act to see yeah. how where that takes you. <laughs> to get the best value out of them. Um, now, I, it seems like someone at Riot did like a deep dive into stats here, right? Like someone's yeah. like, I'm going to take on a passion project. I'm just going to look at numbers, right? Yeah. And they just went in and were like, hey, here's how often this character is played at all of these different MMRs. These people have played them this many times. Right, like, or you know, they main them. They kind of pick them up on the side. How do they compare in those different situations, different use cases? Um, I, that's a really cool thing. I wish I could see a, a more detailed stat breakdown of that than just like the kind it's, of anecdotal sentences. But yeah, um, that that would be super cool. Like, now, I mean, okay, so they they say high mastery here and not, like, necessarily skill ceiling. But, like, I think it's kind of interesting in that I feel like Neon and Yoru, despite being what they're calling high mastery agents, I would put on the exact opposite ends of the spectrum. As in, I feel like Neon is the agent that requires a very high mechanical skill ceiling versus Yoru being an agent that requires a lot of the mental aspects of mastering, timing when to go for certain things, how to fake people out, how to condition people to react in certain ways. Um, so I just think that it's interesting that I would put these two agents on the exact opposite ends of the skill spectrum, yet they're being grouped together as the high mastery agents. I mean, I think um, what, what Riot is saying there is that they're seeing a correlation or a, a bigger differential, I guess, um, between people who pick up those agents sometimes and people who pick up those or like main those agents. So it's like right, them, right. they're seeing yeah. a statistical uh, like, you know, state. Yeah, you get an exponential curve with time. Yeah, that the people who put in more time to those agents tend to do better at these mm-hmm. MMRs or whatever than people who don't put in as much time in those agents, but right. more so than other agents. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next blurb here is Phoenix is the third strongest agent in solo queue in high MMRs. Whoa. Which yeah. Has, Strongi- kinda... Strongest is a bold term, but I, I yeah, think that they're probably is. going off of KD here or something, or win, win, I guess rate. win rate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously, they don't, like, there are no numbers to back any of these up. They're That's incredibly bold of a statement. Yeah. I, wow. I, um, Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so in regards to Brimstone, and they actually have a little, they, there's another blurb earlier somewhere in this whole state of the agents in which some guy goes like, cough, Brimstone, and like, asterisks, uh, in reference to a different topic they're talking about. But it's basically three time, three times as many players believe this character is too weak versus too strong, but he has one of the highest win rates in higher MMRs. Which, like, we've talked about several times on the podcast before, and it might have to do with the fact that, like, if someone's willing to fill smokes, he's the easiest smokes agent to oh, brim with, yeah, and that could have something to do with it. Um, 
in terms of just giving you a better team comp in general. But at any rate, in higher MMRs, Brim has one of the best win rates, and way too many people, according to Riot, think that he's much too weak of a character. See, I think this more so has to do with when Brimstone is played at higher MMRs, when you're actually thinking more about the your team comp and how everything should work together, that when you're playing Brimstone and when you have someone on your team that wants to play Brimstone, they're getting a lot more effect out of that. Spoken like a true hybrid Brimsova main. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That um, that it's in the cases in which he is used that he is extremely strong because either the people that play him are that good at playing him uh, in those situations or he is really effective in those situations like as a character. Yeah. Um, that That's where my mind goes to other than him being like way more overpowered than people see him being. I think that right. he is a fine agent. I don't think that he needs a buff at this point. Like I think that the mm-hmm. the buffs that they've done at this point have been great, but I don't think he's you know up at the top tier of. Right. Um, I mean, Riot and Beacon Nerf still uh, hurts. We only yeah, have one. Really Riot does. seems to think that Brimstone is way stronger than people give him credit for. But again, that's and that might uh, be like, true, I but I don't know yeah. if it's to the extent that they're kind of implying right. with that I, statement. I would put yeah. Brimstone in the top three agents that I hate to see on the other team, because fuck, it's annoying. I mean, and the top three two got to be Raze and Reyna for me. No, no, no. It's, it's Brim, Cypher, and uh, uh, Breach. Oh, Fucking hate playing against those three agents. Um, good. Well, specifically for the Cypher. Yeah, Brim, Brim and Breach, I can see regardless, because mm-hmm. they're just going to be annoying. And yeah. uh, a cipher is like, well, this could go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just find Very all three true, of them have utility that is just annoying to play against. Um, and specifically for Brim, it's just like, fuck, his goddamn smokes last forever. They really do. And I have, at least on Chamber, literally nothing to get me through this fucking smoke. Yep. yep. Besides just peeking out of a smoke. And See, I just a have another brim smoke to get me through that brim smoke. Yeah, yeah, but then, like, and when I'm when when I'm jet, I could smoke off some angles and then peek out and only take certain duels. Or like, I could if I have my dash up, I can smoke and dash through it. Um, but a chamber, I'm literally stuck behind there with like nothing. And oftentimes I have an op, and I'm stuck behind that smoke. And fuck, it's obnoxious. I've definitely uh, seen that many times in playing with you. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then the last uh, fun fact blurb that they have is uh, Sage is still one of the best agents in the game across all skill bands in ranked, despite player sentiment indicating that they're the fourth weakest agent. Oh. And so these last two ones came from a survey that they put out, and it seems to think that like they or they had players across you know a variety of ranks submit their i guess ear list for lack of a better way to put it um and it seems that sage is often placed at the bottom of this tier list for most people yet still has uh yeah i don't they don't list what makes her one of the best agents in the game again i'm assuming they're talking about win rate here 
yeah it seems like that's a fair assumption yeah i know I, again i like i i just thought that like out of everything that they listed and there there are a couple of things in the state of the agents that unless there's significant development within this next week uh i plan on talking about next week but i mm-hmm. I, I just thought that these fun facts were the most interesting part about this whole thing like this whole blurb to me yeah those are some very fun facts yeah i mean i'd say that just one final point on that last one um, that made me think about how they're determining these things is we've we've talked in the past about how close we think all of the agents are and like how good we think they're most of them are in the current meta like we don't think there's that much differentiating them um and so when people are forced to rank them i'm not sure if there was like an equal ranking like in this survey that they sent out, if they could say like, you know, all of these agents are like at equal level or if they were just forced to rank them, you know, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, if a bunch of them are close, that ranking system doesn't necessarily show that. Yeah. Right. So you could say like, there's a big gap between Sage and the bottom three agents. But if you're forced to rank just, you know, best to worst, you can yeah, still put no Sage way. down there. And like, there's no way to differentiate the the gap between all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that that could be a, a a way that they're receiving this data. Now that's completely out of my ass, and I have no idea how they collected this data. And I I could be wrong, but I could also be right. True. And in that case, yeah. I'm right. So. And I, I I guess the <laughs> the last thing is throughout this entire state of the agents section, they often or they've used the word sharper a lot. And they they have an interesting definition of sharper, um, and it's the idea of trying to accentuate an agent's strengths while also accentuating their weaknesses, uh, which they've stated as like a clear goal of theirs. Which like I, I just think is a really interesting use of the word, and we'll see how that pans out based on whatever future changes they make. Yeah. I'd highly recommend all you guys to, to go and read the State of the Agents. Uh, if you haven't, I think it's really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But on that note, Hunter seems to be dying. So, oh, I'm uh, dying, too. I am dying. Yeah. Showing as Chase, much. do you want to you lead us out of here? Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get a bit more into this, a little teaser of what's to come. So uh, on that note, we will drink with you later.